Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Appleton. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager of so-called fantasy experts and founder of FantasySixPack.net. Co-host tonight with me, as always, AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? AJ? Maybe not. Maybe he's having technical difficulties. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, what's up, man? Sorry, my you my were... phone was muted for the beginning, ah, and I then gotcha. it was. I put it in my pocket instead of uh, was holding it, and it locked on <laughs> me, so I couldn't unmute it. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, but I'm here. Alrighty. Um, anyway, so week 14 is upon us. And fantasy playoffs has basically started for just about everybody. Um, I don't have a whole lot of... A whole lot of leagues are starting week 15, except for maybe some like smaller leagues that only let four teams into the playoffs. But you know, most of the people that I think we're we're speaking to have six teams in the playoffs, and they've started this week. So that's who we'll, we will be focusing on. Um, that said, though, before we get into that, uh, I don't want to talk a whole lot because I'm sure we could make a whole show out of it. But I don't want to forget that, um, you know the winter meetings are happening right now. And there have been some crazy trades today, like just today alone. I don't know if you've seen them yet. Uh, I heard about the Eaton trade and I am <laughs> shocked. I, I, Dude, I I'm like, amazed what is that the GM for what is the GM for the nationals doing? I, I mean, unless they know something that we don't know uh, about, uh, Giolito and and um, Lopez, I think, is that that's the other guy, Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, Giolito Lopez, know. and then even this Dane Dunning guy is supposed to be like yeah. one of the best prospects in in all of baseball right now. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, Eaton was okay. Um, you know, batted about two eighty five. You know, had double digit home runs, double digit steals. But like, I don't. I know his defense is good, but wow, this trade shocked me. Um, very, very interesting trade. I mean, they're definitely just going for it all right now. I mean, you get Chris Sale, you go try and trade for a defensive outfielder who can can be another table setter for that team. I guess 
I, I mean, I, I still consider Trey Turner a table setter on that squad, but maybe he'll bat second now. I don't know. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to heard, see what they do with him, but he's, I've heard he's obviously going, moving in. Yeah. I've heard they're still going after another pitcher, possibly. Um, I've heard... Well, they they didn't get sale. Red Sox got sale. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Just so kidding. They, they, were they were all like in really on close it. on sale. Um, but I heard they're going they, after Cologne from... Tampa Bay as their closer. Oh yeah, because they're probably not going to get Chapman. Well, they lost. Like. Yeah, they lost Melancon or Melanson. I, I phonetically say his name, I guess. Um, and yeah, they're they're looking at you know they lost Sale now because the Red Sox got him, but with forget- losing. Sale. I don't know why you would give up all of your like young pitching talent um, for just one. I mean, I, in my opinion, above average, slightly above average outfielder. Yeah, I I would say a, a, above average, but I mean, until last year, I, I don't Adam think. I mean, was like blah. <laughs> He's always injured. He really was. Always injured. Yeah. Um, he just hasn't been great. He just... I mean, he's hit 14 home no, runs I mean, two years in a row. Like, he's supposed to be like a speed guy, but he's only got 15, 18, and 14 stolen bases the last three years. You know, he's he's been caught in... I, I mean, he definitely had a lot of five. 15, he was caught eight times. In 2014, he was caught nine times. So, like, the the stolen base successful rate isn't great for him. I don't know. I I really don't understand this. Um, I forget who I, I heard don't... that they were going after. Um, for who? Washington? It, yeah, another pitcher. I feel like it was like, oh, they they might try and out, go after this guy now. But it was like, oh, well, okay. But it was just, I don't yeah, know. I don't, it, I don't it's don't a very know. strange one. Very strange one indeed. Um, but yeah, the funny the funniest thing that I saw in regards to baseball news was. Uh, Dan Duquette from the Orioles called oh, on saying yes. that we're Absolutely. not going to go after Jose Bautista because our fans don't like him. <laughs> that, you can't that you hear this me clapping in the background because that is 100% true. <laughs> yes. 100%. That is, that is hilarious. Um, it, I mean, yeah, on, we so talked about on the show got, when he got punched in the mouth. I was celebrating that because I just despise him. He's such a jerk. And he's been a total jerk off to the Orioles. So why the hell would we want him? Wow. So I'm just looking at this tweet from Buster Olney. Cubs free agent class after 2017. Wade Davis, Jake Arrieta, John Lackey, Pedro Strop, and Brian Dunsing. Yeah. Miguel Montero and John Jay. Well, the first couple guys there are are heavy hitters, but you know, and Strop played a good role, but 
Dunsing, who cares? Montero, you know, he's he's a bench guy at this point. Um, and John Jay is the same way. But that's pretty uh, pretty surprising to see that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we will have to have a uh, a big show here, maybe toward the end of end of football, um, about the all all the trades that went on and signings and stuff that went on in in, in baseball. It's definitely going to be baseball is going to be here before we know it. I'll tell you that it's it's coming quick. So got to start ramping up for it. But that being said, we are still in football season. Playoff time very important for. For all those owners who made it, and I luckily made it in a few of my leagues, despite how poorly my season went, I surprisingly didn't make it in one of mine. I, I lost the last two weeks of the season, and um, one of them is the topic that I want to start about, and it's, it's you know, I, I want to talk about some bad beats that we've had this season, or, or maybe some that you've had in the past, like in other years. Like, you know, it's it's always kind of funny to hear these. Funny, but... I don't know, like, you just got to look back and you just got to laugh at it sometimes because it's like, what are you going to do? It happens to everybody. It happens to us. You know, it happens yeah. to all the guys we hear on SiriusXM. It happens to everybody. This is the part of fantasy football that is completely unpredictable. It's what ultimately makes it fun. It's aggravating as hell, of course, when it happens, and it, especially when it knocks you out of the playoffs or when you realize that this, like, one loss knocks you out of the playoffs. And so, like... I talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago when I lost one of my matchups in this, in the so-called fantasy experts league by less than a point. And I had Adam Zinatari. That was that week. Well, <laughs> had I not lost that week, I would have made the playoffs. Like it came to bite me in the ass completely, completely. Oh, so that was the league that you time, didn't make it in was because of that game. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> I mean, my team complete. My my team just got utterly destroyed in this league. It, it was uh, I lost C.J. Anderson. I lost I lost some other running back. I feel like, and I also lost A.J. Green. So like the last half of the season just blew up my team. I was I was in first place for the first five weeks of the season, and so like no, injuries. Story. Injuries decimated. Yeah, injuries decimated my my team completely in this league, but. No excuse. I mean, I'm not going to cry about it, but it's just, it is just funny to kind of realize that one extra point would have gotten me into the playoffs. <laughs> one. One yeah. stinking extra point would have gotten me in the playoffs. And then the, the, probably the worst beat I've had of all time, I feel like. The, this is, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to forget this, mainly because it's partially my fault. <laughs> is in our league, the Fantasy Six-Pack League, this past week, and you know where I'm going with this. I'm up yep. against the last place team in the league. The guy doesn't even care anymore. He's just throwing in whatever healthy bodies he has. He actually has a halfway decent team. It just hasn't worked out for him this year. Uh, he kinda, and I, I feel teams- like it's I feel like it's managerial moves. Like he had guys that he should have played, you know, without even thinking about it, but he benched them for other guys. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe he yeah, just I think felt, he was, felt like he was going to try to came up, catch lightning. And then, but. 
and I, and I know a lot of people in our leagues were complaining about this owner during the season because you could tell he wasn't setting his lineup and he wasn't making moves and things like that. And and I and yeah. I'm kind of with him, but he, this guy's been in like our baseball and our football leagues for a while. Um, yeah. So I, I just I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he just had some some crap come up, and and I'm gonna talk to him in the off season and see what's up. But anyway, so Sunday morning, I realized like Sunday morning he doesn't have a tight end. He's got Delaney Walker. I'm sitting there like, well, what's what's going to happen? Like, is he going to do anything? And at this point, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get a hold of this guy this this late. And I'm not going to yeah. drop anybody. I hadn't done it with, for his team all season. I'm not going to do it now. So Sunday morning, last minute, he picks up none uh, none other than Dwayne Allen. Going into Monday night's <laughs> game, I have a 28 point lead. 28 point lead. How many points does Delaney Walker score? <laughs> 29 and a half. So I lose well, by Delaney a point Walker and a half. scored actually zero points. Sorry, but sorry, your sorry. boy uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen, <laughs> yes, scores 29 and a half points. Now you're thinking, all right, you lost by a point and a half. Biggest kicker is I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, I have the Chiefs defense. They didn't get – not only did they not get credit for the fake punt in ESPN, and I know some sites gave credit for that and some sites didn't, whatever, I'm not going there. The, the oh, thing I that I realized that I didn't get credit for was the two-point return, the, the, the two-point conversion return, two points. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. I should at least get credit for that, right? And I think even you agreed with me on that one. And uh, yeah. I started – I started going through the scoring settings. Keep in mind, everybody, I'm the commissioner of this league. So this is completely my fault. So this is why it's funny, but I'm still pissed at the same time. However long ago I set up this league, I don't know if this wasn't a setting or if it's just something that I never checked back then. I apparently did not check for defenses and special teams the two-point return points. So had I done that and I had gotten the two points for that, I would have still beaten him. Like now, just, it, just, I, I, I gotta, I gotta cut you off here so I can get in on this because I obviously hit you up on G chat and was like, dude, what is going on? You're going to lose this matchup. And I, <laughs> I thought know, it was, right? I thought it was the funniest thing because I looked at this guy's team and thought the same thing. And I was pissed because, like, I was pissed for you because of, you know, it's the last place team, like you said, and the guy, you know, kind of fell off for a couple weeks and then did start setting his lineups again, which was, you know, appreciated. But he freaking came out and beats me the week before this, in week 12. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me that I'm losing. Like, I looked on – Going into week 11, I was looking at all the standings and the schedule, like the, the games ahead to see who was playing who and mm-hmm. trying to see if there, if there was a way that I could jump back in and get into one of the top two seeds to get the bye this week. And I looked at that game in week 12 and was like, oh, all right, great. I'm playing the Victory. last place team. You know, that's, <laughs> that's nice. That should be a win. And he he crushed me like he didn't even just yeah. beat me like he 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 took me out back and and beat me down pretty good. So kudos to you him. You also for that. started and Colin then, Kaepernick. Well, 
Yeah. Oh, no, no, but that wasn't. No, that, that wasn't, wasn't that, that, game. that week. That was this past was week. That was this past week. We'll get um, to that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't even know. You know, I don't even know what happened, but I lost that game and I was in this whirlwind and I'm like, what the hell just happened here? And it kept me out, you know, kept me in third place, I guess. And then I, I basically had to win, I think, this past week to stay in third and, you know, maintain at least the top seed of the teams playing this week. Right. But then I see I see this pickup and I'm like, Dwayne Allen, I'm like, what what are you doing? Like why are you going out yeah, and grabbing this guy? Yeah, I'm sitting there going like, well, who cares if he gives you like three points? Nope. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I see what he did. He, he's got Delaney Walker. He picked him up because he's on by. So good for him. He's he's actually like paying attention enough to set a full lineup and, and you know, be competitive in the last week. And then I, I missed the first – I think I missed the first two touchdowns by Allen um, – whatever the hell I was doing, I, I got back in and then I started watching the game, you know, into the, the second quarter, I guess. And uh, here it is. And I'm, I, I pulled up DraftKings because I picked up Allen for DraftKings. And I was like, wow, oh my gosh. this is awesome. And that's when I saw it. And I was like, man, this is going to be interesting. And I looked at your matchup. And I was like, no way. This guy is going to come back and freaking beat you. So that was funny. But, you want to uh, know how I watched the game? Monday night. So it turns on. I have a 28-point lead. And I'm going, all right, whatever. I came downstairs from, you know, putting my daughter to bed. Wife sitting on the couch. I looked to her. I was like, oh, you want to watch one of our DVR shows or something like that? Like, this game doesn't really matter. I've got a 28-point lead, and he's got a crummy tight end. I don't think it's really going to matter. 30 <laughs> seconds later, Alan catches a touchdown. And I was like, really? All right, whatever. That's not going to matter. She's doing something yeah. on the computer, taking her time before I could turn on the, the show. And then three minutes later, he scores again. And I'm like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is not really happening, is it? And so I'm like, she's like, all right, well, you ready? I'm like, no, not now. Hang on. <laughs> I'm watching this yeah. happen. Wait and then he catches his third. And I was like, I just utterly speechless. And I, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm – no, I'm I'm just like talking to anybody I can. Just like this is pissing me off. I just have to vent and like wow, <laughs> Utter, like one of the worst. Um, so I do I do have a couple other ones that were sent to me today. Um, one of one of my writers, what um, one of the writers for Fantasy Six Pack, um, Jonathan Chan. He 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 told me it wasn't it wasn't this year. It was a few years ago. I lost my playoff matchup by less than one point when my running back took one of those set up the kicker runs. Okay, he lost a yard or two on the play, but that's not what did it. What did it is it gave my opponent's kicker the boost from a 39-yard field goal to a 40-yard field goal. And he oh. lost by a fraction of a point. <laughs> oh my oh, god, man! I'm sorry. I was like, I just like, damn, that actually might have beaten mine. Like that sucks. Your running back is the one who set up the set up the your opponent's field goal kicker to beat you. That sucks. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's that's brutal. brutal. 
Yeah, man. Like, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, this, it's fun to hear these, right? I mean, it's, I don't know. I think it's fun to hear them. You laugh, you laugh at them later, but man, definitely, definitely brutal to hear. Um, yeah. So I've got, I've got a quick one for another one for our league. Um, but before I get to that, I want to just touch on the, the Chiefs thing for you. You were saying that you didn't get the punt return or the punt touchdown, fake punt touchdown, because yeah. it's special teams. And I, I get that. I, I see how it's definitely considered special teams because the punting unit is a special teams unit, but it becomes an offensive play yeah, as soon sides. as they run do. that ball. So it's not it like that's why I think that never played into it. And if you go back through and look at all the scoring categories for defense and special teams, it's really the defensive side of special it teams. Is. Like yeah. your Although return think, yards and, and and your com, interceptions. Yeah, I think NFL.com gave the points. Though, they, but I yeah, don't think sure anybody else but I don't think anybody else did. I if you had Albert Wilson or whatever his name was that ran it, you would get the points for him. And that's the same thing that I bitched to you about last year with Darren Sproles, because you aren't a fan of double scoring when you have the player and the defense and special teams. If you want the defense or the the special teams run back, you pick up that defense. Your guy doesn't get it. So in in our league, I don't, I don't know if if Wilson, I think Wilson still got those points though, because it was considered a rush. It wasn't yeah, like a I bet, I, bet you, I bet you you're right. Let me look at his. I think he did. Yeah, because anyway, you know what? That's yeah, he had that, he that had one in. one rushing attempt for 55 yards yep, on a touchdown. Yeah, 55 last yards. So there you go. That's what it was. Yeah, no, so I mean that, I, I that's did. why it plays I'm in. Just, I'm just bitter, and I want the points. So it doesn't so matter. Back to I'm the still beat. in the playoffs. I'm still the fifth seed. No matter if I had won or lost, so it didn't really hurt me. Yeah. But it was still like. It's still the crappiest it's just feeling annoying, on though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, so our league week, uh, what week is this? I don't even know now. Um, I'm playing uh, friend of the show, Tyler Thompson, um, whose team is now named by week. I think he changed it halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Man, talk about injury. This is a week. <laughs> This is a week that I, I know that you know very well as well because we both made the same mistake. Uh, it was week six. We both made the same mistake of benching Matt Stafford this week. Oh, I benched him in, in our league, and he put up a 28.2 spot. And in his stead, I decided to play the mighty Brian Hoyer against oh, Jacksonville. Yeah who I think that's – I think he got injured in that game. It might have been the next week he got injured, but he only puts up 12.1 points. So that play alone easily would have would have done it for me. But see, to I me, lost, that's not a bad beat. That's just, that's just well, you it's being – It's a management like, decision. A but I lost – like, yeah. I lost 122.2 to 121.7. Point five oh, of points. course. So, uh, yeah. you know, even a, a an extra catch by Jordy Nelson, Crabtree. Well, Crabtree was, really was the one that needed the catch. He only got me three points. Michael Thomas or Forte or even Frank Gore or David Johnson who put up 34.8 points. That's run the ball one more time. Get me that freaking point, and I win. 
but no. So that that one was a, a bad one on my end, more of a managerial yeah. thing. But but it it, it was a, a loss that that stung. Yeah, and like you know, we we talk about bad beats, like the one game bad beats, and then like yours, where it's like you made one bad move that just kind of ended up you know making the biggest difference in the world. Um, yeah, but like. These, I have another one from Mark Strasberg over a so-called fantasy experts, and he's been on the show before. He, um, he, he was telling me, and this is like the whole year of bad beats kind of wrapped up all together. He goes, I stayed in this league, even though I didn't really want to. And, and he goes, last week I was officially eliminated from the playoffs he goes, after suffering the horrible outing from Drew Brees, as I watched Andrew Luck slowly but surely knock me out. Um, he goes, it was, his, it was, of course, Andrew Luck's best game of the year. And as I'm watching this, he, this is his words. He goes, as I'm watching this, I'm feeling like this, this is a very familiar feeling from the entire season and, in that everybody has their best week against me. And he looks back at the standings, and he's totally validated. He goes, I was first in points against, and not only first, but by a wide margin. The next closest team was over 100 points behind. He says, the first place team was nearly 400 points lower than me. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, oh, wow. And I think, maybe, did I skip? I think he was saying how he was actually like, number one or number two in points four too. I thought he said that. Maybe I can't find it right now. I'm trying to read it quickly while we're on air. Um, but yeah, so he basically just went against everybody's best week ever. And I know the feeling I've had leagues like that. And luckily I made the playoffs in those leagues. But I didn't do much once I got there, but it just seems like every game, it was like the team against me scored 150. So I know how it feels the entire season just, feels like you can't do anything. You're always playing the, the the one or two guys that just completely blow up every week. And that sucks. Yeah. So next bad beat. Well, I guess this one didn't really come down to managerial. This was in my, my coworker league, you know, where me and my two coworkers are running this team. And we lost, we really needed this win because it was against the guy who was currently in first place. I believe we were in third, second or third place at the time of the matchup. Um, and we, we ended up losing 124.26 to 119.92. And the reason we lost was because we picked up Vernon Davis against Green Bay. He got zero points. I don't even think he had a target in that game. Um, we got a whopping three points out of the Philly defense who had been putting up, you know, decent numbers before that week um, for the most part, aside from the Dallas game. And then, you know, we lost that one. So it, it was the, the tight end position alone killed us because there was like three or four other guys that we were looking at picking up and playing and we settled on Vernon Davis because before that game, he had been getting, you know, double-digit scores. He was really becoming a part of that offense. So we had counted on him at least getting, you know, like maybe a seven, 
or an eight spot at, at minimum, and he didn't do anything. So it it uh, it really killed us um, that that he didn't do anything. And then since then, he's put up nine point three and seven point two in that league, and we we don't own him anymore. But of course, it, it was a horrible horrible way to lose. And then you know, especially when we needed that win. And then the following week, it was the same. I mean, we got blown out pretty good the following week, but we got a zero out of Brandon Cooks. We got a 4.2 out of Cooper. We got a 6.5 out of Forte, a 5.1 out of Ertz, a one out of Vinatieri, which you know that week, and a zero out of Philly's defense. So, I mean, when you put up that, they, they luckily got a zero out of Dallas' defense. So, thanks for that. But – when you put up those kinds of numbers, you're not going to win your matchup. I mean, if no. you can't even get double digits out of guys uh, or high single digits for, you know, role players that you think should at least get something, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. And I got, I got one last one. Actually, Tyler sent it to me just an hour or so ago, and I didn't see it until just now. So Tyler Thompson, same guy that you said you had a bad beat too. He said, yeah. someone in my league, not not the fantasy expected league, had Matt Forte last night, and I lost by point zero two points. And I'm not in the playoffs oh. because of it. Wow. <laughs> that, that's Yeah, I'm talking about fractional points. Like, wow. That's that's crazy. How do you even get point oh two? If it's it's a Yahoo, probably a Yahoo league. I don't. I don't know how you would get point oh two unless it's like a rush. If you get point two five per rush, rush or something, or yeah, something plays in there. I don't. No, that's yardage. That's partial sucks, yardage. It's like it's right there. You just need one thing from anybody else on your team, and you're in the playoffs. But yep, it happens. But uh, you got to move on from it. And you just got to look back and laugh, I guess, a little bit, or else you're just going to drive yourself nuts. So, anyway, we are going to move on to the Week 13 recap and headlines. Um, I want to start off with the Lions and Saints game that I thought was going to be so awesome. I basically made a stack on DFS with them and promptly got destroyed. Yep. Thank you, Drew Brees, yep. for putting up the worst game of the season against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. And you're at home. It's not supposed to happen. Thankfully, Drew Brees was owned in like 90% of all DFS leagues I played in, it seemed like. And, and it didn't hurt me. It was just like it killed everybody. So... <laughs> Um, that was such a bizarre game. I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm just going to chuck it aside and forget it ever did happen because that's not Drew Brees. We clearly know that's not Drew Brees, right? Like we're not looking at it going, "Uh Oh, what's wrong with Drew Brees? Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I, I don't even know what what that was, but I did the same thing, and we talked that morning about the stack and how we we what we were doing, and and I had originally gone with Golden Tate, traded him out for Bolden because of the value, and got burned on that. I also had 
Michael Thomas in, um, but I did end up trading him out altogether, which helped me potentially because he didn't really have any kind of a game. I was debating on going for Ingram, and I'm glad I didn't, but I initially had Jordan Howard. Yeah, I I had Jordan Howard in there um, initially, but I backed him out for Le'Veon Bell, which wasn't that big of a drop-off because Bell's a stud, but it was a huge cost difference. I was like three grand uh, cost difference between the two. I yeah. Think. So because of that, I, I could go down to Bolden and then I could go down to whoever else I took. I don't know, maybe Tyreek Hill and he didn't do much either. But like oh. a lot of those guys that we talked about that were, you know, the, the hot pickups and whatever, they just really fell flat. I mean, Malcolm Mitchell still had a pretty decent game. I think he was at 16.2. Um, but hey, it wasn't bad. That that was the DFS. But he was any back So like that was okay. Oh yeah, he he was cheap. So that was fine. I think he was only thirty two hundred bucks or or man, he might he might have been forty one hundred something like that. Um. So that that I'm cool with. I'm good with his point output, but just seeing what what happened with that game alone, and and then you have the Ravens game against Miami. And oh yeah, Joe Flacco. The Ravens side, Flacco twenty whatever playoffs. It was like what happened? Twenty twelve, I think, is when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's like what? <laughs> so he put up a huge game. Dennis Pitta, who has done absolutely nothing all season, puts up a huge, huge game at thirty one hundred dollars or thirty two hundred dollars. He was super cheap, um, and and deservedly so. And then uh, I'm trying to think of who else had a good game. The, their defense was the nice pick. I had that in my stack because they yes, were three I did, grand. I did pick the Ravens defense and, all and over they pay, they paid off. I mean, they they paid off defense wise. But yeah, man, it was them in, it was I, them I couldn't in believe. Because I feel like the DFS yep. sites gave points for the the fake the fake punt. Uh, they may have. I, I don't know. I didn't even pay attention to Kansas City's on that, but I know you know Denver was the most expensive last week, and and they paid off. They they had a good game. They might have even been the top scoring defense. Well, if that if Casey got that touchdown, then maybe not. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think that one was pretty surprising. Um, and talking about guys it, falling flat on their face, the yeah. San Francisco game, where a funny line, I don't remember who said it on SiriusXM, uh, but, but they go, it's almost like the San Francisco 49ers forgot that the forward pass existed. And they threw the ball five times with Colin Kaepernick. Five! And you think, okay. I, I don't understand. Those, they just I don't understand why he was so – he didn't. Nothing but – damn. But throw the ball. Like, are you – how can you be afraid to throw the ball? I mean, I get if you're you're worried about not being able to plant as well. But, I mean, how many times in a game does he throw on the move anyways? If he's cutting out and bootlegging to one side and then he's trying to hit a receiver that's also going the same direction. I mean, it's – it's probably half of his damn plays. And, and 
this is what happens? Like, I, what are, have you never seen snow before? Is it affecting the he, you know the size of your afro that you can't correctly think on how to throw a ball out of your hand? I, I mean, forgot where he played doing? college, so I looked it up. I was like, "What did you play in, like California or something, or Florida?" No. And I was like, "Oh, he played in Nevada. He played, he it, played in yeah. He played against like Boise's and things like that, like cold weather, crappy weather teams all over the place. Like you have to be able to play in this stuff, right? Like." I, I get that we don't expect you at this point to throw for 250 yards and run for another 100 and score three touchdowns, but throw the ball more than five times. Like, what in the hell happened? I mean, that was worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. just got benched for the second time this season. For now, the rest of the season for Bryce Petty. I mean, I, I will say that my, my crowning achievement of this last week was – I, well, A, for, you know, not necessarily the first time. I, I've done it multiple times this year is win in all three of my leagues, have my team win. But in our league, I started Colin Kaepernick over, again, Stafford, who had a much better game. Um, and I still managed to win. And we started Ryan Fitzpatrick. We dropped Brock Osweiler to get Fitzpatrick back into the fold as our second quarterback because we had Drew Brees as our first, thinking Dude, Brees would have light it up. I would have done the same thing. That's, and, I mean, and we got screwed. Brock put up like 20-some points in, in the loss, and it wasn't like a great game from him. I don't remember why he had that many points, but standard in our league, he only ended up with like 16 or something. But he puts up a 20 spot, and then – uh, Fitzpatrick puts up two points and is benched the entire second half for the most part. After maybe the first series, I think he came out and played, and then he was gone. And it was like Did he even had two points. I thought he how had, are we going to win this? He had, he had yeah. one point in standard fantasy leagues. Standard ESPN. It was <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, that's pretty awful. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, clearly, I, hey, look, like I said, I would have done the exact same thing. That's that's pretty nuts. Um, I mean, you're not you're not picking up Bryce Petty. Let's put it that way, but because he didn't look good at all. But at least he threw the ball a bajillion times, eighty yards down the field. Um, yeah. the the last The last thing I want to mention, and this is just more of a observation that I've had, is just the unpredictability of the Green Bay wide receivers. You know, one week they're all, except for Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson always seems to figure out how to get in the end zone and kind of salvage a good day. Um, yeah. But the rest of them, Devontae Adams, Cobb, Ty Montgomery, I guess you can throw in the mix. Jeff, you know, Jeff Janis, you can throw in the mix. These guys, like, it just, whichever, they're almost turning into, like, the New England Patriots of, uh, to where it's a, a coin toss, you know, roll the dice of, to which other one is going to be good. And, you know, the big one that everybody was so excited about this week was Devontae Adams. And I'm one of them. You know, he had a couple of good games in a row, a really good game the prior week, the previous week. And he comes out this time, he catches one of seven targets for 17 yards. Like, gross. Um, we had him in that league, too. We started uh, – we might not have started. I forget, but – it, it was, yeah. 
he was bad. I mean, he he absolutely he was the Dwayne Allen against the Jets, you know, for Green Bay against Philly. I mean, that was the Monday night go-to guy that gets a ton of touchdowns and a ton of yards and has, you know, a ton of points. But what, I, I don't know what – I mean, it's it's just mind-numbing. Like, Green Bay is so difficult to own anyone on their team because it's so inconsistent. And yeah, it's, when hard, they have, it's hard to pick them. It, it's, it's like when they have zero rushing attack, it's like, okay, well, they're, they're going to be completely one-dimensional because you're going to trust James Starks. You're going to trust Christine Michael now. I mean, he, now that he's kind of getting a little more playing time with them. Um, you know, and both of those guys have talent. They can, they can get you some yards and some plays, but I, I, it goes to, you know, you could have Jeff Janis blow up this week and, and, it would be what? What was that? People are going to pick him in in DFS, and just just for the sheer fact of thinking, well, he hasn't done anything in a while. It's probably his turn. He's due. You know, Rogers yeah. is just going to somehow find find him on on every other passing play now. He's <laughs> going to get it's, like you know, it's very possible. And who knows? Maybe I'll just do. Maybe I'll just make a lineup with him just in case. Like it's that crazy. I, I mean, I I have spoken, it. so I would do that. I mean, you're not. I don't think you're benching Adams because he is still, I think, good enough to to start in most of season long leagues. But I don't know if I can pay up for him in DFS. Like I, I don't think I ever will, just because I don't believe in him enough to pay up yeah. for how much he's going to cost. Because he's his price on DFS is still going to be inflated off of like his random. Not random, but his big games this year. He hasn't had enough down games to bring down his price enough for me to want to pay up for him. So yeah. those are the those are the big headlines I have for this week. Um, so we can move on to the injuries here. Um, there's, there's a there's a lot of little ones, but I don't think there's anything like major that I that I've noticed. Um, the, I guess coming back, we mentioned this last week was RG three. He's healthy. Sounds like he's going to start. Uh, Interesting. Have have fun, Cleveland. I don't care. Whatever. Like, <laughs> I guess whatever you gotta got. Got nothing it. to lose, but another I, game. Yeah, right. so um, I mean, maybe he'll get you a victory. Sure. Who knows. Um, he might. Trevor Simeon he sounds like he's day to day. He got in a limited practice today, so my guess is he's going to be back, which is actually a good thing for Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Um, yeah. Running backs on that same team, probably the the biggest hit, you know, negative for injuries is uh, Bibbs. He was he was going to most likely take over for Booker in the Denver backfield is what it sounded like, or at least get a very split workload. But he's done for the year, unfortunately, and they signed Justin Forsett, which sounds like he's going to get half the carries already because he knows Kubiak's offense from all his time in, in Houston. 
with him. Oh, so interesting. It'll be a, a quick learning curve for him. And he could take over for Booker. I mean, Booker's been Booker's been bad. Booker's been less really than. I so traded him when everybody was going after him in our league, but I didn't pull the trigger. And now I wish what, I had. What was Although, it that I wanted what, wanted to give you for him? I think it was Mr. Jordy oh Nelson that you were just talking about. You wanted you to give me Jordy Nelson me on that trade. Oh my God! I so wish I had pulled the trigger on it. That would have been awesome. Sorry, but um, I who else I was get, I was getting somebody else. Well, we were gonna we were swapping quarterbacks. So you wanted to give me oh yeah, else, I was gonna take was Rivers, Rivers for Stafford. Yeah, which would have yeah. been pretty even. They're both kind of the same. Yeah, so, I think. Yeah. Oh, well. So anyway, to riff through these quick. Uh, Lamar Miller, he's got a rib injury. He's been limited in practice. He'll probably play, but it sounds like you know we've kind of seen his workload kind of taper off here lately, and he hasn't been the the stud number one running back that we all expected this year. So kind of downgrade him a little bit. Mark Ingram, he had a down game, just like the rest of the Saints. He had a toe, and now he's. It looks like he's got a knee injury, so his his arrow is pointing down big time. Um, yeah, I, I still don't think you can really trust Hightower when Ingram plays at all. Um, but unless they decide they want to bench him again for a fumble in the first quarter, um, <clears throat> so Dwayne Washington he practiced today, uh, but he he's injured. And they did sign Joint Bell, so maybe he's not totally out of the woods yet as far as playing, but it's not like anybody's really running out there to start to in Washington. And then Ryan Matthews of the Eagles looks like he's going to be back this week. So there's pretty much Smallwood is, is done at this point, not that he's done a whole lot. Uh, Sproles wow. is going to go back to his normal role of being, you know, change of pace, third down, passing back type of guy. So um, that, that's my prediction at least. Uh, receivers, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna say with Smallwood, he's just been garbage. We were holding on to him in that coworker league, and uh, and mostly because the other, you know, one of my coworkers is a huge Eagles fan too, and he's like, oh, you know, he's he's got the upside, and this. I was like, dude, eh, he's not getting the plays. The Eagles look like crap right now. They're not running the ball, and he's not running the ball. Drop him. So. Right. We'll see. I mean, Matthews, we know what you're getting with him, and, you know, he could be decent for some touchdowns, but I don't see him getting a whole ton of yards. No, I mean, he's not anybody I'm, like, excited to start, but, you know, at least you know he's going to get the bulk of the work there as far as, like, carries, but it's not usually good. Uh, anyway, receivers here. Robert Woods is looking like he's going to be back, so that's that's a big boost for for that offense. Now they've got pretty much everybody back, so you know actually that might be a down a little bit of a downgrade to McCoy, but they do like to run a lot still, so I'm not that worried about it there. Uh, Marquise Wilson, this was a a big play for a lot of people last week, especially in DFS, and 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 what a huge blow because he injured his groin like very very early in the game. And um, you know he he didn't he didn't end up practicing or the, today so I don't know if he's going to play I think Eddie Royal is also banged up for for the Bears um, 
Marvin Jones. This was kind of a a late injury to last week. Like he was always kind of limited in practice, but never really any serious threat to miss. And then all of a sudden, boom, he didn't play. And uh, that's why you mentioned you were picking up Bolden, and so did I, and some DFS matchups. And then, um, so he's got a quad injury. He didn't practice today, so it's possible we'll be out another week with with no Marvin Jones. Um, so keep an eye out for that one. Returning this week also is Jeremy Macklin. He's going to be playing tomorrow. So. For those of you who really are all in on Travis Kelsey, you know, I know in season long leagues, if you own Kelsey, you're playing him, but I don't think you can expect another hundred yard game from him. Cause if you look at the numbers and I saw a stat yesterday, I forget where that the games that Macklin plays Kelsey's stats are pretty much nowhere near what he's been doing without Macklin. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind, especially if you're playing, you know, the Thursday night slate, for DFS and you're just thinking, Oh, Kelsey's an automatic play against Oakland. Maybe not. Um, Jordan Matthews, he's likely to play against the Redskins after missing week 13. That was another one of those like Sunday morning we woke up and it was like, Oh, Jordan Matthews isn't going to play like what? Okay. Um, so that's what we got for receivers. And then tight ends, you know, obviously Gronk done for the year. We knew about that last week. Uh, Jordan Reed's the really the only tight end injury that we're we're really looking at right now. And he did practice today. I guess he caught some passes from like the jugs machine and stuff like that. But uh, he didn't do any drills with the team. Uh, so it sounds like contact is still an issue with him. But they're saying, you know, the flexibility in that shoulder is back, but maybe contact might be the issue. So something we may not know until Sunday morning. So if you own Reed, you better have a backup plan. That's that's for sure. And um, another injury, which isn't on the offensive side, but I think is going to be something that's going to impact fantasy is Seattle's safety Earl Thomas fractured his tibia and he's out for the rest of the season. And I don't know if you saw this, but he uh, tweeted out almost immediately after the injury that he was considering retirement. And I mean, it means during the game too. Like that's, that's kind of crazy. So it, I know, you know, you're you're devastated that you're done for the year, but it's not like you tore your knee up, you know, you heal from broken bones. You can come back from these things pretty easily. You know, you look at guys like Paul George who completely snapped his leg in half, you know, for USA basketball, you know, he's back, he's playing great. Um, I know the guys, other guys have broken bones before and come back from when people play, you know, People play, you know, people break wrists, you know, defensive linemen and stuff like that, and they play with, like, clubs, you know, clubs on their hand, basically. And not that I'm saying he should go out there with a cast on. You can't run, obviously. But it's one of those things where it seems like a little overblown that he's just going to talk about retirement right away. And so I don't know. This seems like a lot for Earl Thomas to 
to do that. But it, but it is, but Earl Thomas missing is still a huge blow to that defense. If you watched that, that game, they threw up a stat right away that said how much worse the Seattle defense is when one of those three big defensive secondary guys is gone. And, you know, they just, they just allow more, they just allow more passing yards. They allow more points. They don't get as many turnovers, you name it. So the Seattle defense, in my opinion, gets a little notch taken out, you know, of, of the rankings every week because of it. They're still, they're still good, but, I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you think about this? I yeah, I mean, just coming back through, I'll 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 hit on this first, and then I'll go back. I got a couple of comments about some of the other injuries too. But um, yeah, I I mean, for for him to just make that tweet is a little uh, a little presumptuous, and it's like, okay, I get it. You're injured. You know, maybe you're in a bit of shock right now and you're not thinking completely straight. So you think, oh, well, this, that's it. I'm done. My career's over. You know, it's not like you're, you broke your neck and, and you're paralyzed or something. You know, um, it, it, you can still potentially come back. Will you always have this in the back of your head now? Potentially, yes. And, and that might affect you going forward if you can't, you know, overcome that and, and get around that fear to realize you're still capable of being a good player. So, yeah, that side of it is a little weird to me. Um, but, you know, I hopefully he doesn't, but I definitely think this is a blow to their defense. I mean, you look at, at what they do with the big three guys in there between him and Sherman and chancellor. And then you look at what they've done when one of them is out and it's, it's like two different worlds. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think this is just going to be let alone what it sounds like to be a major psychological blow to him. It's going to be a psychological blow to that defense in general. And they're going to not have him, they're, you know, patrolling the field with with everybody else. So I I do think that, that they you know that, that could keep them from getting to the Super Bowl. Um but we'll see. We'll see if, if Wilson can come back and put the team on his back like he did last year and, and make that run again. Um maybe. I, I don't know though. Um the other injuries, like he said there with uh, Wilson, yeah, he was another guy that I had in my, my DFS lineups, and that completely shot me. Thanks for that zero. Um, and then going to uh, Reed, uh, Jordan Reed, if he can't contact, then he's not going to play, and that, that could definitely be weighing into it. But if you look at that, the play that he injured the shoulder on, he didn't get contacted by any players he hit the ground funny and that's what what really seemed to to mess his shoulder up um so if he can get his range of motion back then that then that's a good thing but i think any kind of hit whether it's a player or you know an awkward fall 
diving catch or something like that, um, that could re-injure him. So definitely get a backup plan for him. I mean, you almost always have to have a backup plan for him, unfortunately, and we've talked about that before. But yeah. that's all I got on the injuries. Yeah, so, you know, waiver wires, we'll move on to this. There's really kind of nothing out there that's exciting. Um, running backs, I guess, if you're really desperate, Forsett, uh, Akeem Hunt is sort of an interesting backup plan. Maybe I don't even know. I'm just throwing out names here because there's just nothing. Mike Gillisley, that I mean, like, who are you starting him over? Like, teams that are in the playoffs aren't starting these guys. I mean, like, this is just total shot in the dark type of pickup guys. Um, the the one, well, the, these last three that I've got written down here for wide receiver, Malcolm Mitchell, he's still not owned in a lot of leagues. Um, and that's probably more because there's not a lot of people still really playing right now, you know, over half the league, you know, at least half the league in, in most leagues is out of it. So they're not paying attention, um, but he's still only owned in 35% of ESPN leagues. I mean, I think at this point, it's clear he's a huge part of the offense without Gronk. Uh, Garcon is an interesting one. If Reed misses, if you look at the stats between when Reed plays and when Reed's out, yes, Vernon Davis gets a huge boost. We all know that. But what's kind of hidden and not advertised a bunch is the fact that Garcon plays a ton better and gets way more targets. And so, you know, he could be a sneaky, like, flex play against an Eagles defense that does allow quite a bit of yards to receivers and, and that, you know, in the passing game. So that could be an interesting one. Um, and then tight end, obviously, you know, we had been saying this for a while. Go out and grab Ladarius Green. If you can hold on to him, you know, if you're dealing with the Fedorowitzes and the Brates and stuff like that, who are, are good, don't don't get me wrong, they're good and they're fine to use. But if you could somehow have stashed Ladarius Green, I think you've got gold the rest of the season because especially that Pittsburgh passing game, they are desperate for, a, a I guess I'll call it a third pass catcher because Brown and then Bell, and then they've gotten pretty much nobody else that's really doing anything. You know, Coates has been a, a wash this year. Eli Rogers is hit or miss real big. You know, Wheaton and Hayward Bay are bad. So Darius Green's that guy, and we saw it last week, you know, blew up 110 yards and a touchdown. I mean, just huge. So that that's really it though. I mean, no quarterbacks that I can think of that are worth a damn to pick up. <laughs> RG three. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. No quarterbacks to pick up that I can think are worth a damn. So, um, <laughs> and I own a Redskins RG three jersey. Granted, I didn't buy it. It was a gift. So, uh, and I also didn't ask for it. So well, let me guess your your jersey tore its ACL when you took it out of the closet the last time. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> it has a random tear in the sleeve. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. Um, Shoulder injury, bro. Shoulder injury. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, moving on here to best and worst game to wrap things up here. Um, I'll start here. And, you know, I kind of like this Dallas-New York game. It's a division rivalry game, which 
usually goes one of two ways. It usually either goes they both score 40 points or they both score 15. So, uh, but I'm guessing with these two teams, defenses aren't exactly their strong suit. This is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, so I'm liking Dallas and New York here. And then my worst fantasy game is Cleveland-Cincinnati. And clearly, you know, a lot of people are looking at this game and going, oh, the Cincinnati players are going to be gold. They're playing, they're playing Cleveland. Careful. This game's supposed to be like in the low 30s, if not in the 20s, and snowing this weekend. So this could be another one of these just treacherous games where people aren't paying attention to weather and they get completely burned by it. Not that I expect a Colin Kaepernick type of performance from either one of these guys, but I'd be careful there. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely like the, the Dallas giants game. Um, You know, I kind of like the Baltimore new England game. I just think that's going to be a, you know, a, knock them out, shoot them out game. I, I don't know if it's going to be great for fantasy. Um, I actually think Tom Brady could struggle a little bit. He's not my, my complete bust, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't put up, you know, a typical Brady game. Um, but the game I'm looking at is tomorrow night Raiders at Chiefs. Uh, I, I mean, these two teams have been, playing really well. Um, you know, the Raiders have a great receiving tandem with, with Cooper and Crabtree. And to me, Crabtree is still honestly the better receiver of the two points wise, um, fantasy wise. But I think talent wise, Cooper probably hasn't beat, um, but he, he just, he's inconsistent to me. So I think based on what the chiefs do against, Number two receivers, though, Cooper is the better play here. Um, and Crabtree only put up, you know, very minimal points against Casey in the first matchup. Um, same goes for Alex Smith. I mean, he had a horrible game uh, their first meeting. Um, so I think he, he'll play a little better. But, you know, I really like the running in this game. I, I think Latavius Murray coming off of – uh, last Sunday's game, um, and and just the the running from the Raiders in general in that game against Buffalo, they looked real strong there. And you know we we've seen what Spencer Ware can do as well. So, um, I think if you're keying in for for DFS, you know like you said with Macklin back, Kelsey's stats drop a little bit, so you, you could still go with with Tyreek Hill and, and, you know, hope to have him pan out um, or, or really just get, try to get Spencer Ware. Uh, all three of those guys are pretty similarly priced, I believe. Um, but I think Ware and, and Murray could have huge impact. My worst game here, and I did think about doing the Cincy Cleveland, but I went ahead and went Vikings at Jaguars. Um the Jags are kind of tough against opposing quarterbacks. Um, so I, I don't think this is like a shoe-in good game for Bradford. Uh, I mean, he's been kind of up and down as we've seen. Um, and and the Jaguars receivers, uh, I mean, Vikings have great defense. So their receivers are ranked lower. But when I was going back through fantasy pros, it looked like 
Allen Robinson was 33 or 35 overall. I mean, that's that was almost dumbfounding to see. But he, he hasn't been the A-Rob that we've come to know and love because Bortles has struggled so much. Yeah, and I think he's been bad. I think the Vikings D is a great play, but, you know, especially in, in DFS, I think they're probably the most expensive defense, in, in, at least on DraftKings. But uh, I think it's worth paying up to, to get them at that price point because we've seen what D's against Jaguars have done. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think the, the Vikings defense is definitely in a favorable position. You know, he likes to turn the ball over a lot, so that's that's definitely a, a good one. Um, so to where you say worst fantasy game is going to be a bad fantasy game offensively, but it could be a good one defensively uh, for yeah. for kind of both teams, honestly. So I'll start here with my sleepers. Uh, I, I kind of like Tyrod a little bit this week more than it seems like a lot of the other experts. And I say that because I, you know, I look at the fantasy pros overall rankings after I do mine and I, and I kind of have Tyrod ranked a little higher. I'm still a little hesitant here, but um, to, you know, start him over to the, like the, the true studs, clearly I'm not doing that, but you know, I think he could be, he could be sneaky good against a Pittsburgh team that, that can easily be, you know, passed and run on it really like it doesn't, it doesn't even really matter. Um, Jacquez Rogers is kind of a, a sleeper running back, in my opinion. They've kind of talked about him taking over more of the work uh, from Doug Martin. Not more work than Doug Martin, but more of the work from Doug Martin. So there's not a lot of sleeper-type running backs and receivers at this point, in my opinion. You, know, you kind of know what the majority of guys are. Everybody seems to be ranked pretty much around where they should be. Um, so you, you're kind of having to scrape the bottom of the barrel here. Um, wide receivers, you know, I, we just talked trash about uh, about Bryce Petty, but why not, man? If you're really shooting for the moon here and you just, you've got trash at flex, you're the sixth seed going against the three seed and a big underdog, throw out Robbie Anderson. Why not? The guy got 12 targets last week after Bryce Petty got in the game incredible they were all overthrown except for one pass down the middle of the field he finally caught for a touchdown but it's like all Bryce Petty did was to say hey go deep it was like backyard football it was crazy I've never seen anything like it man um so those are my sleepers I know they're kind of they're big reaches but I think I really kind of do think Robbie Anderson could pay off I'm probably going to use him in DFS just because why not I I love that pick, to be honest with you. I I saw that when I was filling mine out. I was like, yes, that is that is a great true <laughs> sleeper pick because he he played a half a half of that game and he had twelve targets. Twelve That's targets. ridiculous, crazy. And and you've got a full week of practice with, and I'm sure him and Petty do practice since they're both kind of second teamers while we're, but you know now they're jumping up to be first teamers. I feel like. Um, he's going to be a sneaky guy. And if, if Petty could have reeled in some of those passes, I mean, I felt like he was back at Baylor where he was just slinging the ball way yeah, down the field. That's exactly what it reminds me of. Anderson is undrafted, you know, from Temple. And the guy is a burner, an absolute burner. He got past every one of those guys that were covering him. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, it's like, hey, whatever, I'm stuck on Revis Island? Nope, not anymore. I'm in back in Florida. 
You know, like nobody's what? stuck on Revis yeah. Island this year. Well, yeah, Revis <laughs> is stuck on Revis Island. That's it. So he he's a great pick. I I do like that. But moving on to my guys, um, I really like Carson Palmer this week, uh, and it's it almost pains me to say that because he's been so inconsistent this year and hasn't been great, but he he had a great game last week, so he's building off of that. Um, you know, against a strong opponent and going into Miami, I feel like is a little bit tougher. If this game was in Arizona, it'd be a no brainer, but you know, Miami does play a little better at home. I feel like than on the road. Um, and, uh, you know, they're reeling after that loss up here in Buffalo. So they'll be happy to be home, but you saw what Joe Flacco did against Miami. So, Carson Palmer, in my mind, is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco, although the stats may not show it this year. But overall, yes, Palmer all the way. Um, Another guy who was a first-round pick, gone bad, Todd Gurley. I I think this is a game that he could potentially get going in. Um, Atlanta has been weak against the run. You know, I I think they're going to potentially get up big in this game and that's going to be the only thing that would keep Gurley from getting a lot of touches later in the game and by later I mean probably early second quarter but (laughs) the potential potential is there um, for him to kind of break out a little bit. Goff is is dealing with an illness right now so he didn't practice today Um, but I, I think he'll be good to play this week and I mean, at some point, this guy's got to get going uh, and and really show it. So I think Gurley could have a good game. And another guy I like at receiver is uh, Dontrell Inman. Um, he's had some, some good games over the past few weeks. Um, you know, he's getting touchdowns. He's getting points. And um, I can't think of who the Chargers are playing now. Uh Carolina. Carolina, thank you. You saw what happened to Carolina from Seattle and and their secondary receivers, if you will. Tyler Lockett and and Curse even had a good game. So I, I think this is a game where Phillip Rivers needs to just be Phillip Rivers and throw the ball another 35, 40 times. Um, and if, if it comes down to that, you know, they're going to put up some points and, and Inman's going to be on the, on the upper side of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I definitely like Inman. He's, he's definitely not a popular pick, so that's a good one. Uh, my boss here, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, look, you're still starting Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I kind of feel like this could be one of those like, uh, Oh, weeks from him. Playing Seattle, and I know we just talked about the secondary not not being great, um, but he struggled a little bit last week. Granted, it was in the snow, Houston, but I mean Seattle's still looking like they're, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be tough regardless of whoever they play. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of they're a smarter team than a lot of the teams that he that Rodgers has had success with lately or against lately. Um, because he's passing the ball 50 times. 
you're not going to be able to do a whole lot passing the ball 50 times against Seattle. They're too smart for that. They're just, they're just going to pound you and you're going to feel it by the halfway through the second quarter. And you're not going to want to be out there dropping back and passing anymore. I think this is going to be one of those ones where, where Rogers is running around too much back there and he's just having to fling it and maybe he throws a few too many interceptions. It's just going to be, bleh. um, but I mean, look, you're still starting him. So unless you've got like a Matt Ryan with him or something like that. But um, my bus running back, probably maybe a little too obvious is Booker. I mean, I just talked about it. Forsett's already being, it's already being said that Forsett's taken half the workload from him. So I'm sitting Booker everywhere I can. I'm not, I don't want anything to do with him. And my bus receiver is uh prior. I mean, RG3 coming back. No, thanks. And then add snow. It's even worse. Just nothing. To, I want nothing to do with it. I believe Pryor yeah. is all the Cleveland guys on the bench. Yeah, I mean, Pryor, he, he's kind of been that, like, matchup-proof guy. Uh, he, he's he been putting up points, really, all, all season. But if you look at his stats, the two games that he had his worst games was number two, uh, the Baltimore game in week two uh, and in week seven against Cincinnati was his absolute worst game. Two catches on four targets for 18 yards. So, and granted that may have been a game he got injured in. I don't recall, but I mean, just looking at the stats what did he ahead do in of week it. One, actually, I didn't even look at that. What did he do in week one? Week one wasn't, wasn't great either. 8.3 points. Well, this is at a half point PPR. Three receptions, sixty-eight yards, seven targets. Sixty-eight yards. I mean, that was an RG three game. So I don't I mean yeah. maybe it's possible, but I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I'm really I not just, feeling it. Sometimes anything, you gotta go with anything gut, with you know. Yeah, anything that comes down and there's going to be snow, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a heavy running game. So Hill could be you know a good add um, for for Cincy and and really. Crowell and, and Duke Johnson could be good for for Cleveland, but uh, it's a game I'm staying away from. So my busts here, finish this out, I've got Mr. Cam Newton. Um, you know, again, San Diego's defense has been pretty decent overall from a fantasy standpoint. Had a bit of a down week last week, you know, and, and Winston had a pretty good game against them, but I just something is up with Carolina. They're just not the same team. Um, I mean, I don't. I didn't necessarily think they would be the same team this year, fifteen and one. But I figured they'd be better than what they are. So I, I just think this is going to be a game they key in on Newton and and they shut him down. Um, going back to that Miami game, I've, I've used Cam Newton a hundred times this year. I feel like so you could have him once, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so um, going back to that Miami-Arizona game, I, I, I'm picking Ajaye. Um, he just hasn't, again, not surprisingly, but he hasn't been that 200-yard-per-game rushing guy. Um, so I, I think Arizona's defense, if, if they show up, they can shut him down um, and, and try to make um, Tannehill throw the ball uh, against them and, and then – really, you know, make them pay there. Um, so I, I'm not loving the Jaya this week. 
and Brandon Cooks is my bust receiver. Um, he's just been he's been down. Um, you know, he, last week was was another bad week for him. You know, the emergence of Michael Thomas, who I'm pretty sure in the beginning of the season when we were talking about overall best rookie receivers was my pick. Just going to throw that out there. Um, I don't know what talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't either. When we had one of our pregame <laughs> shows or whatever, we talked I'm about rookies. Kidding. Um, I'm kidding. So, the prophecy has come full circle. Um, <laughs> Cooks is a guy that, you know, he's another guy who was a, a second-round pick probably, maybe third-round pick. Um, it, you know, and, and you've got Drew Brees throwing the ball. It's not as severe as the Green Bay issue where you've got this week it's this receiver, this week it's this receiver, this week it's this other receiver, this week maybe we'll get the ball to Kobe Fleener. You know, it's not as bad as Green Bay, and Cooks has been getting targets, but the past few weeks he hasn't been. So He's also really, really bad on the road, so that's not a good sign for him. Yeah, and, I mean, this is a division game against – a, a strong Tampa Bay team, and you know Tampa he's he's gone lately. They've been they've been awesome. Uh, I mean, he did have, um, you know, nine targets last week in the Detroit game. You know, he caught seven for seventy three, not bad. Um, but the week before that, zero. he didn't have anything against LA. Had, he had the zero. zero targets, and against Carolina eight targets for seven yards, or I'm sorry, seven receptions and 42 yards. Again, no touchdown. Um, so I, I just, I, I don't, I don't love him this week. I just, you know, it's, I've got to use him in, in my three manager league, but I don't really, I'm not really happy about it. We've got him prior Cooper Crabtree. So I don't know. I might have to convince my other managers that we need to go pick up Malcolm Mitchell and, and some of these other guys who I think are going to put up points and actually have a good game. Cause I'm not really seeing it out of cooks. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to sit a cooks over Malcolm Mitchell, but I mean, if you, if you're really just trying to play, I don't know, that'd be a tough one for me, but it's, it's not as crazy as, as it sounds. One thing I want to get back to about Ajayi, and I forgot, I meant to mention this earlier, but then we started talking about everything else. So I made a trade in my Dynasty League before this past week. Like I made it Sunday at 11 o'clock. One of the owners in the league, he was in, he was tied for third place with like four other owners, okay? Uh, He had to win to get in because, well, not necessarily. He could have lost but he was playing one of the other teams that he was tied with. So winner of that game automatically got in the other two teams. Had he lost, he needed the other two teams to lose to get into the playoffs. Only top four make it in this league. Um, So he, his running backs were just decimated completely. I think he had a Ingram and that was basically it. So He's desperate for running back. He wanted to overpay for one. And I said, I've got a bunch. Like, I've got, 
McCoy and Adrian Peterson. Of course, Peterson's hurt, so that one doesn't count. I've got Ajayi. I've even got guys like Terrence West and Crowell and, you know, middle-of-the-road type of guys that I'm willing to trade. Um, so he comes back at me for Jay Ajayi with his 2017 first-round pick, his 2017 third-round pick, and his 2018 first-round pick. Now, it's Dynasty, so it's only keeper – or it's only rookie draft. I'm sitting there looking at my team going, damn, if I give up Ajayi and Adrian Peterson doesn't come back next year, I'm looking at McCoy and, like, Procise, McCoy and Terrence West if he lands a job next year. McCoy and James White. McCoy and, like, Crowell. Like, eh, that's bad, right? So then he he ups it to a second-round pick instead of a third, and I I pulled the trigger finally. I was like, you know what, screw it. I don't. I wasn't sure to myself if, if it was the right move, but I'm not really sure if Ajayi is like the answer in Miami. I mean, to me, they, you know, they did go out and try and get Foster. They tried to get CJ Anderson over from, from Denver. They tried to get so many players to replace him. And even when Foster originally went down, they weren't giving him the ball. It took two 200 yard games from Ajayi to finally convince the coaching staff that he was the real deal. But since then, like you've just mentioned, he's been kind of okay. He's been better than okay, I guess. But is he a difference maker? Is he as much of a difference maker for for three draft picks like that? Um, I mean, before I tell you if this guy did or did not make the playoffs, like, you think that's a good? You think that's a good deal? So, so wait. All right, there's a lot of talking going on. You got you got a Jaya. For three no, draft picks? I gave up I gave up a Jaya for okay. three picks. A first round next year, a second round next year, and a first round in twenty eighteen. I would absolutely take the draft picks. I mean it, it's oh, rookie draft uh, only. So gives the dynasty. So it's not like I'm getting Le'Veon Bell with the first round yeah. pick. I still think that there will be solid rookies out there to get. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's – I don't necessarily think he's the answer. I do like the guy. I think he's, he's got the talent, and he's finally started to show it this year. Um, you know, once he finally was given the full chance. But, I mean, you still also have uh, – was it Damian Williams that's there? And he's kind of Drake, Ken Drake, and all those in. guys. Yeah. And who so, knows? I mean, maybe the coaching staff doesn't like any of them. They go and draft another running back. I mean, they tried to very do it well this year. Um, yeah. So, uh, and what's I mean, funny is but the I problem played. is the problem is that they're not, those other guys aren't getting the touches right now. And so they really don't know what they have. Um, until they get the touches. Um, if Miami starts to fall out of you know favor and in the next week or so, as far as the hunt for playoffs goes, maybe those guys get more of a shot, and a Jay loses you know his value and from a fantasy standpoint um, for this year and potentially years to come. So I like to trade. I mean, I, I think I think even with having to go after rookies, you know, a first rounder and a second rounder alone probably would have been 
potentially good enough to get it done. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to find this guy's roster real quick, just to let you know. So he was clearly just going all in this year. He, um, yeah. yeah, he, he just, he wanted to buy a playoff berth and then hopefully, and hopefully make it. Um, I'll tell you the injuries on his team. So he lost Giovanni Bernard. He lost CJ Anderson. And I think he lost, oh, he also lost Ivory. So he has Ingram. He lost Ivory last week. He had James Starks and he's trash. Chris Thompson, he's not very good. Like he's got a ton of running backs, but like none of them are any good. So, yeah. You know, he was hoping JGI and Mark Ingram going to ride him to the sunset, right? Because he's got a good other team. Breeze, Newton, you can only start one of them. But he's, receivers are ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it because nobody cares. But so just to tell you, so my, my other thought process was, well, if you get into the playoffs, the best that my draft pick can be is going to be number eight, right? Because it's a 12-team okay. league. The worst he can finish is fourth if he makes yeah. the playoffs. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, like I actually really need this guy to lose today and then have one of the other four owners that he's tied with win as well. He, it absolutely okay. happened. <laughs> he lost. He got absolutely destroyed by the guy that he played. And then um, actually – both of the other teams won. So he fell behind every single one of them. So now I'm going to have the fourth pick because my team lost seven of his last six games or six of its last seven games. And I'm out of the playoffs. And then I have now the fourth and the seventh pick. Nice. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, yeah. Seventh pick. So he fell, yeah, he fell three spots, right? Does that make sense? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. If the top, pick. yeah, if the top four teams make the playoffs, then yeah, 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 yeah. his pick should be. Yeah, sorry, I was wrong. If he had made the uh, playoffs, the eight. best pick I would have gotten was nine. So the the yeah, best yeah, pick, yeah. The, yeah. So that's what it is. I was off with the math earlier. That's what screwed me up. So anyway, it's just it couldn't have worked out any better for me if I really think Ajay is not going to work because that's the best possible pick I could have had with him. So now, you know, he's got a good team, but it may be, you know, he's also looking like I don't need the draft picks because he's got Ajay, he's got Ingram, he's got Anderson, he's got these guys, he's got a great receiving core, he's got two awesome quarterbacks, and I asked him for one of them because my quarterbacks suck in this league, but he was like, no, I'm not giving up either one. Um, it's an interesting trade. That's dynasty for you. But um, we don't have any Twitter questions tonight. I feel like for whatever reason, everybody that is in the playoffs. Did you specifically those. put a tweet out asking for, well, that was for the bad beat stories, I guess. No, it was but... for the bad beats. We got some of those. Granted, it was all of our own yeah, people, yeah. but. Um, still, I got well, some of those. We still, still work. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, so everybody, we can, um, if if you want to chat for two more minutes, I'll, I'll fill you in on the uh, the glory of my tie break scenario. So oh God, 
Do I really want to know this? This is usually nuts with Probably. you, man. Yeah, so it, it just comes down to, again, me having to fully analyze the complete thing because this guy in my league didn't make the playoffs and he he's upset about it because he was tied with four teams, him being one of the four. Um, the top three teams were set and my tie break is head-to-head matchups, which I'm going to change next year because this was years and years and years ago when I started this league. I had it set as head-to-head because I was always under the assumption, hey, if you play a guy and you beat him, you you are better than his team. You know. But now with all the bye weeks and the craziness that we've already seen with bye weeks between two teams one week, six teams the next week, and all that shit, you know, it's – to me, it needs to go back to points four. It's not real football. Fantasy is based on points, so that's what it should be. So with these tiebreakers, the only thing that I can come to the conclusion of is, you know, he kept telling me, oh, well, you know, there there's four of us that are tied, and we can't do head-to-head because, I beat team A, team A beat team B, and team B beat my team. But we all beat, you know, team D. So so team D gets automatically eliminated. And, and the way that I had to post it out on the website, he's like, well, you know, do you care if I put something on the page and, and see if people will side with me and, you know, then I can get into the playoffs? I'm like, dude, like – what what are you doing? I'm not going to change the rules in the middle of the season, first of all. And no, exactly. you know, God, I get that. Really that want you to do this? Like, uh, this annoys me. It, yeah. So it's like, all right. You know, and, and there's there's always something with you know with with the leagues that that I play in and with this guy, and it's like he's he finds some kind of axe to grind because he doesn't make the playoffs, and it's like. Just have a better team, and you won't have to worry about this. And he he does have a good team, but it's like he finished six and seven, and four other team or three other teams finished six and seven. Yeah. So I tried to break it down to him. Look, there's there's four teams. There's three different tiebreak scenarios here. The first one goes to the league setting of the head to head and it knocks out Team D because Teams A, B, and C all beat him head-to-head. So he's out. So then it becomes a new tie-break scenario with just the three teams, and this was the one that he was trying to argue because it reverts to total points instead of head-to-head because each team went one-and-one against the other two teams. So you can't do a head-to-head because of that. It's like the whole Big Ten scenario of who gets to play in the championship game. Um, so it goes to total points, and then he loses that one. And, uh, you know, whatever. Sorry, I'm trying to type this thing here. <laughs> I just got your message. <laughs> so, I mean, is this even going to record? I don't even know. But yes, what's that? Yes, it does it record, will. but it won't air live. So, oh, okay. uh, anyway. So, 
the next tiebreaker now is the 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 three team tiebreak, and it goes to total points. He loses that tiebreaker, or he technically places second in that tiebreaker, but he doesn't win because Team A has more total points than him, and he has more total points than the team that beat him head to head. Um, so then, okay, Team A is now at the fifth seed. Team D is at the eighth seed. And it comes down to the third tiebreak, which still goes starting with head-to-head, and he loses it. But he, he's still looking at, like, well, 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 shouldn't it be, you know, because it, it reverts to total points that, you know, that I'm in ahead of this guy because I have more points ahead of him? It's like, no. I, I get why you think that, but it's a, it's, it's a whole system of tiebreakers. And you have a tie between X amount of teams. Here's how we settle this tie between X amount of teams. Boom. It's head-to-head for the first round. Team D is out. And then you move to the next tie break for the three teams. So he, he just wasn't, you know, seeing what it was and, and was just trying to force this issue. And then he, of course, like, talks to his two good friends that are in the league and they're like, oh, well, what's what's the deal with this? We need clarification. Like, he should be in because of total points. And and I wrote back to the one guy because I was tied for him, with him for the first place. But it was just the two of us at that point. And I went from the first place seed to the third place seed, or the second place seed, because he beat me in our lone head-to-head matchup but I have way more points than he does total. And that's why I was the first seed going into last week. So it, it was this huge freaking thing. So people I, just, I just, I, people just need to follow the rules that are set up. And if you don't like it, change it next year. There's no fighting and crying about it during the season. I lost a fucking exactly. matchup because I didn't set my rules right. I lost last week because I didn't put the two-point conversion in. When it sucks, exactly. but I'm not going to sit there and go, whoa, I should have won because that rule should have been in there. No, it sucks. It's not in there, but fix it next year. Like, play yeah. to the rule. And that's, Don't, uh, that's so annoying. That's what it comes down to, and it's like I feel like he he tries to find the the ways that the rules will work in his favor even though it's not correct. And, you know, I get that. You're trying to state your case, and you think you have a case, but no, this is what the scenario is. And, and he's like, you know, I, I had to call him last night to talk to him about it because I, I couldn't keep texting him back and forth and be like, dude, what, what aren't you getting here? Like, here's how I assume it's going to happen. And then he put this post up and he's like, you know, it's cool. I, I don't, I don't have any disrespect towards, you know, team C, but um, you know, I just feel like I have a good case as far as me being in the playoffs. And he's like, you know, if you even agree with it, then and and you're willing to bow out and whatever. And then of course he's telling me on the phone, you know, if if the roles were reversed and you know, and I was his position and and I got in, even though I had less total points, then you know I would think twice about it and be like, you know, yeah, that's a good point, and I I would give up my spot. Like. Bullshit, dude. You wouldn't give up your spot. No one in their right mind is going to give up a playoff spot because somebody's trying to make a case of why they think the tiebreak works against them. This is the rule that's been in place for 
at least eight years that I've been running this league. It's probably longer than that that I've been running this league. And and he's been in it maybe five to eight years. So I, I just think it's like, dude, I, nothing has changed with this, this tie break. So I don't understand why this is all of a sudden a new thing for you. Like, read the rules. The rules have been set and, and have been the same. Like, and if you don't remember what they are from year to year, go back into the settings and look at them. I mean, it's, it, you know, I, I, I just kind of got frustrated and sent him a text. I was like, dude, I'm not changing the rules in the middle of saying, I get your point. I get where you're coming from. And yes, it sucks that you're out of the playoffs, but that's the breaks. You're out of the playoffs. If you would have yeah. won one more game, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So exactly. You know, tweet us about your bad beat somewhere in the season. And then that's, that's the game you should have won. <laughs> so I don't know. It was, it was maddening, you know, but that's all I got. <laughs> and we're six minutes over. Okay. So I'm going to end <laughs> it and um, good for making that short. I appreciate that. And being totally sarcastic. So I, we will, I, um, I was pretty good with that. Needed... I could have made it longer. I told you before you started. You know I could have gone on for another half hour. Oh, of course. I'm sure we you call call me afterwards, and I could sit here and put the mute, phone on speaker and play a game of Madden before you're done. So uh, anyway, you could actually. My my friends <laughs> do that to me could. all the time. My friends yeah. do that to me all the time. They go and do laundry well. and just have the phone on speaker, and I'm just talking, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, all right, cool." And I no, I mean, I I I figure it out later, but I don't think about it. It's cool. <laughs> All right, well, I'm ending the show. So, everybody, good luck in week 14, and we will hopefully see you back here next week when you're still in the hunt. See you. Hopefully. All right, peace out. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.